Welcome to Spend, Donate, Invest. I go by GG, that's short for Gennett Gimja, and I'm your host as we explore the topic of how we can align our values, our beliefs, our politics, and what we do with our money on a daily basis. Today, we're going to be talking about this strange financial tool we have in the U.S., where you can get a tax write-off today for a donation that we aren't even really giving today. Sounds strange? I'll break it down today in a very clear way. So we're going to be talking about DAFs, Donor Advised Funds. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start with the good, shall we? So here's what's great about DAFs. You can donate your money or art or real estate or crypto, anything that's of value, and then you immediately get the tax write-off, but you don't actually have to decide where to donate the money yet. The money gets put set aside in an account where it's invested by a DAF manager, and then it grows. So in the past, when people wanted to donate larger amounts of money, they would open a foundation. But the disadvantage with a traditional foundation is that you have to file more IRS paperwork, and that paperwork specifically indicates what you're doing with the money in your foundation. I think they're also a little more careful about valuing the non-cash assets that you're donating towards your foundation versus when you donate it to a DAF. The third thing that attracts a lot of people to setting up a DAF is that when you set up a foundation, you're legally required to give out 5% of the money in your foundation every year. It's really small, 5%, um, especially when you think about <laughs> the whole point, the whole reason that we're subsidizing these tax write-offs is to encourage people to donate. So, Anyway, foundations are only required to give 5% of the money away every year. But with the DAF, you don't even have to give away that measly 5%. And actually, foundations really don't even have to give that 5% away because there is a loophole. And the loophole allows foundations to give that 5% to, say it with me, a DAF. <laughs> can you believe that? Instead of just giving the money away, a foundation can just move the money into another account that they still control, a DAF. So DAFs are super easy to set up. You can set up a DAF at Fidelity, Schwab, you name it. They probably have a DAF that they offer. It doesn't even need to be a ton of money. It used to be something that super wealthy people would use as a tool to get the tax right off today but decide where to donate tomorrow. Um, but nowadays, it doesn't even take a lot of money to open a DAF. And that's why almost 2 million Americans have a DAF these days. The average size is around 117,000, but that's the average. That means there are DAFs that are less than that and DAFs that have a lot more than that. And I'm going to attach a link for the DAF report from the National Philanthropic Trust, in case you want to do a deeper dive on all of this data, they have all of their reports and data analysis all the way back to 2014 on the website. So more and more people are putting money into DAFs, but that second step where the money actually goes to charity, that step isn't happening. Only about 23% of the money actually gets donated. And there's no, you know, forcing mechanism to make sure that the money actually moves along and gets to the actual charities. 
And if you think about it, there's no incentive for the money managers who are managing the DAF to actually encourage us or even remind us to make sure that the money is given away. The money manager makes money the longer they're managing the money. So the incentives are pretty clear. I guess I forgot to say that we have transitioned from the good to the bad and the ugly. (laughs) So the bad is that most of the money in DAFs is just sitting in those accounts, growing and not being given away. So what's the ugly? You know, as I was researching for this episode, I learned something new about DAFs, and that is about the more lax regulations of the DAFs. It's something I alluded to just a couple of minutes ago. So I knew that there was less transparency with the DAFs because you don't have to file the paperwork with the IRS like a standard foundation. But I didn't really know that they're also just not as careful in making sure that the value of what you're putting into your DAF really is what you're claiming it is. So that's why you're going to see a lot more people putting things like crypto or art or even real estate into a DAF versus a standard foundation because there's less stringent checking on that. So what do we do with all this information? People need a lot of help these days. Our environment needs help. So I want to encourage you, if you have money to give this year, actually give it away rather than having it sit into a DAF. If you just absolutely don't have the time to think about where you want to donate, but you want to take the tax right off this year, then go ahead and set up a DAF. But I want to encourage you to give yourself a deadline to have all of the money given away out of that DAF account by the end of three years. Three years is the amount of time that policy experts and DAF experts are fighting for. There's an interesting write-up of policy suggestions if you're interested. You can go to inequality.org. Their paper is called Until the River Runs Dry. I'm going to include a link to that in the show notes as well. And so the policy changes that they're recommending, there are a bunch of them. I'm only going to share the recommendations that are related to DAF since that's what we're talking about today. So the very first policy recommendation that they're making is that we establish a three-year payout requirement for DAFs. The second recommendation that they're making is You know, earlier we talked about how foundations have to give out 5% of their money every year. And there's currently a loophole where instead of actually giving that money away, that 5%, they can just put it into a DAF. (laughs) So the second policy recommendation is to get rid of that loophole. And then their third policy recommendation is, you know, if we do get to a day where DAFs have a minimum payout required every year to make sure that they don't have a, a loophole where they can just give that 5 or 10% into another DAF. So they don't want a same the same situation that they had with the foundations having that loophole. So if you yourself, you personally, you, dear listener, are thinking about setting up a DAF, I do want to encourage you to set up a deadline to drain it by the end of three years at the latest. And even if it does take you the whole three years, I want to encourage you to 
do a couple of things. So obviously, I want to encourage you to give away all of the gains that the account, you know, however much it grows by every year, I definitely want to encourage you to give away that amount of money right away every year, as well as a percentage of what you originally donated into your DAF. So maybe, for example, you might decide we're going to give away all of the gains every year and also 10% a year for that first year and that second year until we finally figure out how we want to donate all of the money in the DAF by the third year. So let's recap. Today we talked about donor-advised funds or DAFs. They are becoming very popular and millions of Americans have them. It's an alternative to opening a traditional foundation. If you want to get the tax deduction today, but you haven't decided which charity you want to actually give the money to yet. Um, Second point, there are no legal requirements to actually give away the money in your DAF. But I am suggesting committing to giving away a certain percentage every year, for example, 10%, until you finally drain your entire DAF account. And finally, I am encouraging you to give yourself three years to drain your donor-advised fund. Let's end this discussion with a quote today. It comes from Cecile Richards, and here's the quote. Don't sit around and wait for the perfect opportunity to come along. Find something and make it an opportunity. Thanks for listening today. If you can think of someone who you think might be interested in learning more about DAFs, send them this episode. If there's something else you'd like to hear about on the show, most episodes do come from your suggestions. So please send an email to spenddonateinvest at gmail.com. That's also how you can sign up for the monthly-ish newsletter if you want, or you can go to the website, which is spenddonateinvest.world. Again, that's spenddonateinvest.world. And I think that's it. Thanks for stopping by and let's talk again soon.